Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Joe, and I'm so glad you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today, the Sunday before Christmas. Amen? Amen. So let's have a great service celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so now, brothers and sisters, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, and we'll read verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. You see, brothers and sisters, the Israelites, the Jews, they knew in advance that Jesus would come on this earth, be born of a virgin and be the Messiah to come. And so now we will look in the book of Matthew chapter 1, and we'll start reading verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Amen. You see, brothers and sisters, Jesus came to save his people, the chosen people, the Israelites from their sins, because they had rejected him and worshiped idols and committed harlotry over and over. And so for over 400 years, God departed from them, but had mercy and sent his only begotten son, to redeem man back to God. And when I say man, not just the Israelites, but the Gentiles too. Because he tells Abraham back in Genesis that all nations will be blessed because Abraham obeyed the Lord in sacrificing his only begotten son, Isaac. But God stopped them before he did. And so we are all overwhelmed with joy, Gentiles and Jews alike, that God sent his only begotten son in the world to redeem us back, to pay our penalty of sin. Because what the law could not do, Jesus did on that cross, dying on the cross, nailing our sins to the cross. And we are washed with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise Yeshua. Oh, it is a wonderful day to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Because if he hadn't come, we would all have been damned for damnation. We would have all spent eternity in hell. But he came with a loving heart and obedient to the Father to lay down his life for you and me. No one took it from him. He didn't have to do that. But he did. We are eternally grateful and we have to show that love back to him. Amen. 
Amen. And so today I want to answer two questions. Why did he come? And what did he do? We just covered why he came. He came because the law was to point us to Jesus. Because Jesus is the only way to salvation. There is no other way. Amen? Amen. And so I want to look at a couple things here. Jesus is conceived by the Holy Ghost. There is this misconception of God having sex with Mary. That did not happen. It was the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary and Jesus was conceived. Is anything impossible for God? No. And that's what happened. Jesus became a man, incarnated. He came from his throne in heaven to be incarnated in human form, to walk on the earth miles all the way from Nazareth to Jerusalem when he's 12 years old. Slept on the dirt. Can you imagine? Leaving your kingdom to do that for you and me. But it doesn't stop there. He ultimately dies on the cross. He lays his life down willingly so that you and I can be saved. Oh, praise God. Praise Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Now, in 1 Peter 2.24, it reads, He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died in sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were ill. Amen? Amen. 1 John 3.16 reads, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. There is no greater love than the love of a man laying down his life for his friends. Amen? Amen. And that's what the scripture says. He is our Lord. He is our King. He is our Savior. But he calls us friends. Wow. Praise God. In Luke chapter 7, John the Baptist is losing his faith. He has been in prison and awaiting his death. And so he sends his disciples to go ask Jesus, are you the one to come? And so this is Jesus' response in Luke 7, 22. He says, go and tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Amen. Amen. So now we're answering another part of the equation. What did Jesus do when he got here? He did all of that. And you see, he proved to the world, and especially to the Israelites who were expecting this baby to be born of a virgin, their Messiah, that he is the Son of God. But that's why he was crucified. Because they said, you are blaspheming, saying that you are the Son of God. In John 8, 41, they called him a bastard. They said, then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. Meaning Jesus was. You see, Mary and Joseph did not keep it a secret. 
that Jesus was not Joseph's son. And the world and Israelites should have accepted that, but they didn't. The word says even his brothers did not believe in him. And after all the miracles that he did. And so Mary was ridiculed. And so was Jesus. But he did all of that for you and me. Our Lord tells us in 2 Peter 3, 9, he is long-suffering towards us. That means he's patient. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that means to turn from your sinful ways. And perish means to go to hell. And Jesus tells us in Luke 13, verse 3 and in verse 5, that unless you repent, you all likewise will perish. That means go to hell. So he gave up his life for us. We can give up our life of sin for him. A pretty good deal, don't you think? So we need to show him our faith and our love for our Savior Jesus. Amen.